Welcome to the Music Business Podcast. Whether you're an aspiring music business professional or a seasoned vet, every Thursday, the Music Business Podcast brings you the trends, tactics, and insights from some of the brightest minds in music. I'm Jordan Williams of EQT Management. And I'm Sam Heisel from Knox. We're not teachers. We're entertainment industry professionals, drinkers, wannabe comedians, and most importantly, fans. Welcome to the show. Jordan, what's good? What's up, man? We back. We back again. Another week, another podcast. Today's another week, another podcast. Today we have Jacob Pace. Jacob is the CEO of Flight House. Uh, Flight House has one of the biggest media pages on the TikTok platform with over 20 million followers outside of the page that he's built and the kind of the media company he runs on TikTok and all the awesome content they create. He also does a lot of campaigns for different record labels, different musicians to find ways to activate um, and help promote new music releases by leveraging their network of different influencers and content creators on the TikTok platform. They've been able to drive hundreds of thousands of reposts and streams across the music they've promoted on the platform. For those of you guys that don't know, TikTok is not something to, to miss out on. TikTok is the, as of the time of this recording, the most downloaded app on both the Apple App Store and Google Play App Store. So it's now is a, a very good time to get on there early, whether it's you actually considering and creating content on the platform and building your audience and kind of having your audience grow with the platform, um, or you're just trying to be creative and finding ways to get your content uh, reposted and seeded by other influencers on the platform, it's something you really shouldn't overlook. Uh, this is something that's been on my mind for a while, really trying to dive deep and understand how to best use TikTok. So there's few people I think that can do a, a better job giving us a good overview as to how people in the music industry can be leveraging TikTok than Jacob did today. What do you think? Yeah, so TikTok is interesting for me because I don't really know too much about it. And obviously, I'm only I'm only 25 years old, but it's the first app that I feel like I'm not in tune with. You know, our generation in general, we grew up with Instagram being our app. It was invented. People our age were on it immediately. Same thing with Facebook, you know, Twitter. And TikTok is the first platform where the people that are, are on it primarily are people that are 10 years younger than us. You yeah. know, it's the first app that... I am not in on, and I know a lot of my friends aren't in on it yet. So super interesting because there's now opportunities to really build artists' careers from it. And, you know, we get to it in this in this episode. It's still sort of the wild, wild west for on sure. TikTok, and there's so yeah. much opportunity for growth for artists. So um, as an artist manager, I was really glad to have Jacob on because, you know, I don't really know much about this, and I don't want to be – this is the beginning of a slippery slope if I let – you know, apps as big as TikTok fall through my fingers, you know? There it is. So there, there it, is. it is. Yeah. Thank you, Jacob. Appreciate you, bro. All right. Well, without any further ado, let's get into it. Let's do it. Jacob, what's good? Welcome to the show today. How you doing, man? What up? Good, good, good. Good to be here, man. Super excited to have you. Thank uh, you. TikTok OG. Hey. Yeah, been on been on the platform for a minute. Yeah. Not going to lie. It's been a while. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to lie. I'm an OG. I am an OG. Yeah, you can say I'm an OG rel- relative to the age of the platform. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure, man. They, well, they call me that? Yeah. I think TikTok <laughs> is a, uh, obviously, people are starting to pay a lot more attention. I think you've been paying attention for a while. Not alone. Um, but I think there's just such a strong case to be made as to why TikTok is almost critical in developing an artist's career at this point. So really excited to dive in. Yeah, totally. Can you start just by like how you personally got into TikTok? And yeah, we'll start right there. Yeah, man. I mean, um, so kind of the, the, 
the short story sort of condensed is that, um, I mean, I've always been into like entertainment and acting ever since I was like younger, like six years old, started like, you know, acting in my first play. And uh, it was funny because I, I initially auditioned like, I, I think as an actor, you go into a lot of like auditions being like, I'm going to get the main role. Like you're always like thinking like that. And then when you're given something that's not the main role, you're like, how do I work around it? So they, <laughs> yeah, right. So they gave me, they gave me Captain Hook when I auditioned for Peter Pan and I was like, oh God, I guess I have to work around this. But well, that's, thing, a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big, yeah, pretty big role. Dude. Main, main villain. <laughs> if, yeah. Main I was going to say for you to think you were going to be Peter yeah. Pan and end up Captain yeah. Hook. Yeah. Like, I, I still wasn't like a, what, like a fairy or what is the, like one of the Lost Boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, and then, uh, you know, someone else got Peter Pan, and I, was, I ended up being Captain Hook, but, dude, everyone was, like, six at the time, so no one's, like, really taking it seriously. <laughs> They're just, like, reading off their lines, but I was, like, passionate about this, so I, like, went up on stage and, like, gave all this energy, and so that was, like, probably the first time that I really kind of knew that I wanted to do entertainment, um, so I did that for, like, six years, and then when I was, like, 13, I uh, started a rock band with my friends. And then I did that from like 13 to 14. When I was 14, I started producing music on Ableton. Uh, I started like DJing and stuff at like middle school parties. And then uh, just got, wanted to start promoting some of my own music, but like my beats were trash. And so, yeah, like, literally, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like I would send them to like every single YouTube channel and like no one was picking them up. And so I was like, all right, like, you know, if they're not going to promote them, then I'll just start my own channel yeah. and just like get it popping like that. Right. And so uh, I started my own channel. It was called uh, Lucky Network Music. And I started like uploading my, tra or I started uploading other people's tracks. And then I just wanted to like, yeah. Oh, what, what we got going on? Some you noise. Turn up the fan. Turn yeah. off the fan. Sorry. Turn it up or turn it off. Turn it off. That's a plane. That's a plane. Oh. Okay. Yours, my bad. Shout out Southwest Airlines. Shout out Southwest Airlines, our sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. Keep this. Right. There was not a fan. <laughs> Sam's just hearing yeah, shit. No, Sam, planes, you are embarrassed. That was not a fan. That is today's sponsor, American <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay, so you were saying you started this uh, this network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I just started your getting... Beats were trash. Nobody wanted yeah, to yeah, beats were, be, yeah, beats were trash. You had to say that again. Beats were honestly. trash. Throw away the computer. Um, no, so I, I, uh, I started um, the channel, and then I started a record label after... Signed one artist. Was this YouTube first or? This was YouTube first. And then I started a record label online. Just like okay. basically just told the artist like, yo, I know how to get your tracks placed on YouTube channels. Uh, got them on like five or six like decent sized electronic channels. Cool. And then uh, after that, like I applied for this blog called EDM Sauce. Mm -hmm. And I was like still 14 at the time. And so I told him I was like 24. Yeah. Just because I was scared that if I said I was 14 that they would like you know, not take me seriously. Right. And so I committed an article a day, started... Um, oh, so you, so you started writing and they had no idea that you were 14. Yeah, I just said I was like 24 and I made like a fake resume. And so, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I made like how a you fake, fit in. made like a fake LinkedIn and everything. Um, <laughs> That's hard. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, but what was interesting is like when I, you know, hit them up, like I had a resume technically of like label and YouTube channel experience, you know, so I like had a little bit more than the average person. Did that for a few months. Uh, eventually started to write press releases for a Belgian-based record label because um, he didn't speak very good English. I did that for like eight months. He paid me like 400 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to diversify. So I, I applied for this PR firm based in London. And they were like, hey, you know, we never take on remote interns. But because like we like the work you've done with this like base music label, we're down to hire you. Mm -hmm. So paid me a little bit more. Did that for... Um, like eight months. And then as I was graduating my senior year of high school, one of the last campaigns I did for them was uh, uh, for my friend Alex, who was managing this producer at the time named Goldtop. And uh, he was basically like doing 
Soldier Boy's first EDM single. It was like Gold Top featuring Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. And so I spun it to like Complex and Pigeons and Double XL and Billboard as like Soldier Boy's first EDM single and they all picked it up. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, they, they all picked it up and then uh, Alex was super impressed with it. Uh, he ended up making Create Music Group, one of the co-founders. He flew me out when I was 16. Uh, just started like signing clients. One of the first clients I signed was Ronnie J. Um, you guys know Ronnie J, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and what was dope? Smoke did perp, yeah, yeah, guys. yeah. He yesterday he like shouted us out on No Jumper, nice. just organically. Oh yeah. yeah so no. I'm gonna shout him back out, full circle. There we go. There we go. <laughs> shout out Ronnie. Um, yeah, and then like when I was 18, I saw Flight House on Musically. I thought there was some potential, so I convinced um, Create to buy it. And then a year later, started like building it out more seriously and like mm-hmm. made a proposal and got some funding from, you know, the leadership at Create. And then in the past like three months, we've grown like 2 million followers. We're at like 20.3 million on TikTok right That's now. That's crazy. The biggest Damn. media brand on there um, by far. Mm-hmm. And we're Damn. just like doing all the TikTok marketing for all the major labels. Um, you know, some of our segments get like 15, 30 million views, like crazy numbers. So That's where we're at right now. Can you talk just to put things in perspective? I know everybody thinks about like Lil Nas X, Old Town Road. Like, yeah. he was pumping it through TikTok. I heard a TikTok. This can make my song go viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you speak to just to set the stage and speak to the importance and value of TikTok as a marketing platform? Do you have any other like anecdotal evidence or stories that speak to the value you've been able to create or, or yeah, TikTok marketing's been able to create in breaking acts and, and songs? Totally. So, I mean, there's definitely like one anecdote that comes to mind. Um, one of them is this campaign we ran recently called uh, Indigo by Nikki. And it did like 600,000 reuses on the platform, like mm-hmm. 250 million views across the app. Um, and it re- led to like real traction off platform and like everybody knows about the trend right now. Um, and that was something that, that we kind of put together ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, That's you know, awesome. yeah, I mean, it's always kind of a hit or miss with tracks, right. but like, you know, we have a, we, without a doubt, like in other words, like obviously big believer in trust the process and we have right. the best process, but ultimately if a song's either going to hit or it's not, mm-hmm. and we ultimately have no control over that. But I mean, we understand the algorithm and the way the platform works in a way deeper way than a lot of other, uh, you know, companies out there. Right. Yeah. That's amazing, man. But yeah, dude, I mean, I think ever since the Lil Nas X thing, it's definitely like become a lot more mainstream for sure. just TikTok platform. And even in the past three months, like just crazy how big it's gotten. I mean, I have no doubt. I, I mean, I genuinely believe and could be wrong, but it seems like the next big social platform. And if you look at even like Facebook started as a college platform, all these, platforms start with a younger a demographic and then yeah or a niche and yeah. then it really starts to like age up so i think tiktok is primed to do just that well you know and and the great thing about where we're at right now is um you know right now on tiktok it's a lot of like memes and comedy but also like it, it's also it, it's fine-tuned based on what if you're liking and that's why they're worth so much is because they have this like very sophisticated ai mm-hmm that is recognizing what you're liking, what you're spending the most time watching, and it'll recommend more of what it thinks you'll like so you spend more time on the app. Mm-hmm. Um, so like your Explorer, they call it for you on TikTok, but like your you know version of an Explorer for you on TikTok might be totally different from mine because right. you're spending more time watching animal content and I spend more mm-hmm. time watching comedy. But we're the first ones to make uh, premium content on TikTok mm-hmm. that's like made for the platform. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully that's the future of where it's going is like being able to launch real media brands off of TikTok. For sure. When you like other people's content, 
it builds an association there too. So is it, I mean, I, I do want to dive deeper into the yeah. algorithm, but like one of the things to, I mean, just, I mean, similar to Instagram too, proactively engaging with other people's content where you want to get exposure does kind of yeah. come full circle. It's a very yeah. similar. Approach very similar. There, right? Yeah, totally. Um, and I mean, they're owned by like a $75 billion Chinese tech company. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. By Dance. Yeah. yeah. And that's what really turned it around. You know, I mean like a year ago when it was kind of on the musically days, it was sort of like, you know, losing a little bit of relevancy. And then they put like, you know, I, I read some article at some point that they were putting like $3 million a day into advertising. Damn. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, dude. they got $75 billion. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's like some pennies yeah, to sure. them. Dude. Right. Right. They're like, fuck it. <laughs> Four million. Sure. So when you think about artists and artist teams, I mean, there's a couple different approaches. I think lots of influencer campaigns are, just built upon paying influencers to repost content or, or getting influencers to create original content. And then you can even take content created by influencers and then pay like a curation yeah. media account and have, have them repost content. But high level, how do you think artists should uh, think about and approach TikTok? TikTok, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, I mean, there's a few ways, right? Like, you know, like one artist I can shout out in particular is like MXM Tune. I think she's done a really good job at making her own TikTok. And I, I used to not really be a believer in that, that like artists, it didn't, I didn't think it made sense for artists to have TikToks because I was like, I mean, you know, it's like if I managed, uh, you know, let's say like Billie Eilish or Khalid or, you know, an artist that has a lot of integrity, it's like, would I want them to be producing like, you know, cover, like, do, do I want them to seem like they're trying too hard? Right. You know what I mean? Like, cause a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, artists, they have a lot of integrity and then it's like, does any of that integrity go away the second they start becoming too accessible? Right. But, and I don't know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'd love to hear your guys' opinions, but I kind of don't think you can, get, I don't think there's such a thing as too accessible right now if, for artists. Like, you know what I mean? Cause it's not like you're selling any less touring. You're not selling any less merch. The numbers are only going up. Like, like if Travis hopped on TikTok, would then would that do anything? I don't know. What do you yeah, guys think? I mean, would it have a negative? Rappers are people on might my talk shit, but those right people now. probably aren't buying tickets anyway, right? I don't know. Right, right. You say accessible? You mean just like overexposing? May, yeah, sure. Overexposing. I think TikTok, in my opinion, is a platform that um, right now seems best suited, and obviously you know better than me. Yeah. For as much organic traction via third parties and influencers before it gets to the artist yeah so like when you say like oh, is travis no. scott gonna get on tiktok like i think it's a long time before travis scott personally will have campaigns well, on tiktok but yeah. there's another app triller which is yeah, like similar triller. where hip-hop artists are getting on yeah, yeah, it, yeah like sure. 21 savage put one out the baby yeah. put one and out even just using triller as a mechanism of like uh, content creation tool right, to export exactly. the video and repost yeah. it on, on TikTok, Instagram. in my opinion, and I may be overstepping here, but yeah. I think that's only like half a step away, you know? Mm, totally. So. Yeah. Yeah. Also like the, you know, the, the user base, I think is just like way higher on TikTok, And I think that's what they it's have huge. going for them. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only growing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but that's a good point. Cause I mean like, yeah, I mean, I used to believe that like, I was like, no, nah, I don't think artists should step on TikTok. I think they should have campaigns done for them. In order to, you know, like Lil Nas X never had a TikTok account, but his record, you know, broke off on TikTok and TikTok was the reason it broke out without right. him never needing to have an account. And, and in my opinion, you know, as an artist, I think that's always the coolest way to approach stuff is like to never make it seem like you're trying too hard, really. Right. Like you never want it to seem like you're trying too hard. Like the second you're like doing vlogs and doing like Instagram videos with corny captions and, you know, people are like, oh, he's trying too hard. But if you're just like, you know keeping it cool i think people might have more respect for you but um 
Yeah, I mean, as far as how artists should approach the platform, I mean, like, every artist is going to be different, but I think just spending a lot of time on the app will probably just, like, flood you with ideas on how to use it. Like, even for me, like, I started doing, uh, like, TikToks yesterday just for fun. Mm -hmm. And, like, some of my videos have, like, 100 to, like, 300 views. Like, not bad. You know what I mean? But it's just... I, I thought it was a good thing, good step for me to take because I mean, A, I genuinely have fun doing it right. and B, it just helps me like understand the platform more and be like, oh, there's a need for this as a, like a user, you know, right. who has that experience. But like, yeah, I just have fun with it, dude. Like I was at like an ad, the ad week office earlier today and I was just like doing Naruto runs inside the office <laughs> for a TikTok. You guys want to see it? I'll pull it out really quick. It's pretty good stuff. Wait one nice. sec. Um, It'll be in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show notes. Uh, wait, let me show this to you. Look at this. Says, did you know Naruto running is uh, scientifically proven to relieve stress? It is? Are you serious? No, I was kidding. I was about to say, <laughs> where the hell did that come That's amazing. Isn't that funny? Those text elements, that's like a native feature within TikTok, right? They have, I mean, they've built a pretty nice like, suite of tools to like, aid in content creation. Yeah, 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 big time. Um, the text is a big feature. There's like a lot of effects, uh, face filters. Yeah. Um, the editing suite's pretty good. And it's cool, dude. Like, it, it, it was really cool because like... One of my favorite classes in high school was like broadcast journalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we used to like edit videos all the time, like music videos and, um, you know, like mini do- docu-series and stuff like right. that. And so to have like that capability again, but just like way easier. And I think that's why a lot of kids are gravitating to it is because it's just like way less stressful than YouTube, mm-hmm. right. you know? And like not that YouTube's going to go away anytime soon, but it's just a lot less stressful. Like you can just knock out a video in, you know minimum like five minutes maybe yeah and people, I mean, are just, simple. people aren't expecting super high quality too yeah like i think it'd be weird if i mean in my opinion in my experience yeah. maybe this is already happening but where there's like high high quality like tiktok videos you know like the ones that the ones that the ones that i see yeah that end up and i'm not even really on tiktok so the ones that end up in my text threads are the ones that people yeah. just on their cell and phones even, but I mean, even the stuff you guys do like even with like flight house like there's yeah. undoubtedly a, like a higher level of production yeah, totally. but it's with this colorful friendly feel it's not, right but yeah. that's also kind of that's also kind of in line with what i'm saying no, like, I'm, I'm yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's with also you. with people that they know right right like 33,000 shares, 4,000 comments, 3.3 million likes. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. So when you think about yeah. like what sort of, I mean, let's dive deeper in this. Like what yeah. sort of content do you think works well on the platform? And I guess, I know it's such a broad question. So to the extent yeah. that we can like music related content, yeah. whether it's for artists or trying to get people to repost the, like make uh, content around the song. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of the wild west to be honest right now. Like, mm. um, it really is like, you know, sometimes we'll even upload stuff on the platform and, you know, we'll kind of get word from people at ByteDance and they're just like, hey, how did, like, how did you guys do that? And like, mm-hmm. what, you know, what did you do? Because like the, the algorithm is so sophisticated that like, you know, not even some of the staff there knows it, knows, knows it that well. Like, I don't know if anybody really knows it that well. Yeah, like no, it just kind of does its thing. That happens. Um, that happens. But to that being said, I mean, like, you know, we launched a DIY page like four months ago. It has like a million followers now. Damn. Yeah. And so it's like, think about that. Like that hit, a, that's good about to hit a million. Our page is at 20.3, 2 million of which came in the past eight weeks. Um, there's influencers coming up with comedy content. So like anything's, anything goes right now. Right. And that's where I think there's a lot of opportunity. And that's what we're like really hustling on right now is like, how do we take advantage of this like uh, phase where there's like so much growth going on and use it to leverage to make 
you know, long-term media brands. For sure, yeah. for sure. Um, I got, I got. A yeah, yeah, yeah. Specific to a situation that I'm in right now, actually. Uh huh. Um, I have an artist who one of his songs was illegally uploaded to TikTok. Yeah. So we were like trying to take it down or whatever. We forgot about it. Three, three or four months later. It has 11 million streams on TikTok. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, it's, really? it somehow got like big on TikTok. And I, he's, he's coming to me as his manager like, yo, what do we do? I'm like, bro, I don't know. <laughs> like, how do, you, how do you cross-pollinate your audiences? Because he obviously has one on TikTok now. How do we bring Convert that from in. TikTok to Spotify, to Instagram, to these other platforms? Yeah, I mean, I think like probably setting up a... Setting up a TikTok is probably the easiest way. Um, is it, it do when you use the sound? Do people know who the artist is? Does it say in like the ID or does it say just like a random like name? It says the name. The name is good. I mean, I don't know. My my kind of philosophy on it is like you're getting the exposure. If people want to go out of their way enough to hear it, they will. Um, and you know we we've seen that happen. Like you know the campaign I was talking about with like Nikki, uh, the Indigo one. That one went from like two to 10 million streams, I think during the duration of our campaign and That's tight. the late, you know, again, it's, it's, you know, almost impossible to prove ex- that they all came from TikTok. Mm-hmm. but I mean, they got 250 million views across the app and yeah, I mean, yeah. And the label, the label, yeah. Attrib- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the label attributes it to that happening. Right, right. So I think there's a, there's a chance, but I don't know. I would say like, make sure it's properly credited, maybe set up a TikTok for them. Uh, and then from there, it's just kind of like, you just got to let the audience do its thing and mm. you can maximize on it, get more exposure. Um, and that's where companies like our agency kind of come in is like, right. if a record is doing like well on TikTok, we know how to make it even bigger. Like it's, in other words, it's harder for us to take something from like a zero to a three versus like a three to a seven. Right. You know what I mean? If something's already at like a three, it's a lot easier for us to take it to a seven, but to take some, something from a zero to a three, like you never really know if, if it's going to work. So, well, cause at that point you don't really know how much traction it has yet. Right. Yeah. So when it said, well, it also, you don't know how it fits know. it on the platform. Right. 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 Yeah. But that's what I would say. Yeah. Word. So diving into just, to, I really just want to make this as like tactical as possible yeah. for a lot of the artist teams and managers that are listening. So it's as an artist, think about experimenting with fun content, pay attention to what stuff, just kind of be a consumer on the platform, look at stuff that you like, start to develop your own kind of thesis and inspiration around what you want to post. And then, I mean, similar to Instagram, just get more active. Experiment. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, experiment, like be, keep it consistent. Like, you know, even for me, like I only started my TikTok like a day ago. Mm-hmm. I have like 14 followers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, small humble beginnings, but like no, but I mean stay consistent because that's that's what happens with a lot of these TikTokers is like they just do something and, you know, even one of them like I I, I was reading an article the other day about like one of the biggest TikTokers on the, in the space right now and he was like, "Yeah, I just uploaded a video. It got like a hundred views and I, I, I was just like wow that's kind of a lot like for, yeah, <laughs> for my first video he's like yeah. so I uploaded a second one and a third one and a fourth one and he was like eventually one of them got like you know a million plays and then I got a bunch of followers and yeah. I just kept with it so yeah and then now he, he's getting like he's got like you know 1.2 on the gram I think he's probably damn yo yeah he probably, he's probably getting like 400 500,000 likes a photo that's awesome what but yeah he's part of this whole like it's called e-boy culture it's what? like yeah it's this whole trend um it's these like it's these like kids that have like like colored hair and they're like good looking and they do like funny like good looking kind of comedy videos it's a whole vibe on on tiktok but it's leading to real engagement on their other platforms but granted it's kind of an anomaly because this is like the ideal profile for you know 
like the average female user on TikTok is like just wanting to follow like a hot dude. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so on the other side of just being active, um, what would you recommend on the kind of the influencer amplification side? So obviously, I mean, if you have a significant budget, like it might not hurt to like work with somebody like yourself yep. or with like another agency, um, yourself, of course. Um, <laughs> but with that said, I mean, if, if you have like a smaller budget, then it doesn't necessarily make sense. Cause I know a lot of like agencies yeah. tend to have like media spend minimum. Yep. So, I mean, how would you recommend if somebody has a couple hundred dollars or say somebody has zero dollars, but they still want to try and like amplify their music across the platform? Like, how would you recommend somebody approaches that? I would yeah. just say like one on one relationship, relationship building, to be yeah. honest, like, you know, <clears throat> no one like if you're really that bootstrap for money, like just one on one relationship building, like thinking outside of the box for ways that you can provide value to the people that you're trying to the, the gatekeepers that you're trying to get in front of, right? Like if it's like a big TikToker, like DM them or are they based in your hometown? Um, do you share something in common? Like, do you, you know, do you live in the same area? Do you want to like meet up with them? And just like, yeah, those one-on-one relationships I think are super key and it's really the main way, unless someone or organically gravitates to your stuff, but just like one-on-one relationships, like it's not, not really more complicated than that. And like, you know, Instagram DMs are pretty like open and flexible right now. So it's like a good time for artists to take advantage of that. But just like, yeah, I mean, just do your research, like know your brand, know what kind of content you think is going to fit best with your music and try and go after those influencers. And just like when you reach out to them, just make it seem like you know what kind of content yeah. they do. And, you know, don't, don't send out like a spam. Because <laughs> right. like, right. yeah, people get those all the time where it's like just, or, you know, like I'll get DMs sometimes too that are like, hey, like, you know, I want to like, can you blow me up? And I'm just like, can you? Yeah, blow me yeah, up? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, also, they just ask but you know what I think about that sometimes? I think about it sometimes. <laughs> I was like, damn, there's a chance that like this kid could be the next big artist and I'm just blowing him off because he's like asking a stupid message. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, but, but, that, but yeah, but I mean, you know, I think just knowing who you're hitting up and just, just taking personal, that step. Yeah, sure. being personal. And then so to dive even deeper then too, I think one note from my experience is that a lot of time people get really focused on trying to go for the people that have hundreds of thousands, if not millions yeah. of followers. But there's this, unt- yeah. like those people are the people that are currently getting paid to do posts. Yeah, so right. there's a lot of white space and trying to find the like the micro influencers, if you will, that have thousands, maybe like low tens of thousands of followers because yeah. they're probably not getting like hit up as much with people like willing to I mean, to that's pay. what you did for Berhana, right? Yeah, I mean, like I, think, when I, I was in that. I was in the office with you at Gary V's office when you looked at your phone, like, "Yo, this person wants to do this for forty dollars." Yeah, and I was, I was yeah. like, "What?" Yeah, yeah I mean, because. I think same thing goes on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah. uh, you end up paying a, oftentimes a price premium for really big influencers just because yeah. they're getting hit up, and it's like, "Fuck, I'm only gonna do this if I get paid a thousand dollars." It's like, bro, there's no way it's worth fucking thousand dollars. Yeah, no, totally. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's a good point. Like TikTok is a platform that's built on quality content, not necessarily popularity. Mm-hmm. So if it's a platform to experiment with micro-influencers, it's TikTok. And it's all about mm-hmm. the quality of content that you have them putting out. So right. um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's worth it. Sometimes those prices get super inflated. For sure. But I definitely think just like micro-influencers that have like really good quality content is generally like a better bang for your buck. Totally. It's also nice too, because then you can... Uh, if you are paying, even if you're paying a small amount or even going like smaller influencers and getting them to do it for free, to the extent that they're creating content around your song and your music, you can then just take and repost that content. And right. it yep. feels organic. Yeah. 
Like they don't right. know you're paying to be on the show. No, totally. It's like, thank y'all for the support. Totally. Asterisk. <laughs> mm-hmm. This was paid for by myself. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, hashtag ad, hashtag sponsored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when it comes to the actual identification of relevant influencers, do you recommend just searching hashtags on the platform? Say you got like a indie rap song or I mean, how, do, would you search just like a genre title as a hashtag using TikTok search and then look at who's ranking well? Yeah, to like look for songs. To look for influencers. That Say, oh, influencers. Then I want to, uh, yeah, I'm mm. trying to find relevant people. How would you recommend I find those relevant people? I mean, definitely the For You page is like probably a good way to like fine tune your algorithm. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like even just, just going down the For You and like if you like, like you know, a certain trend or something, you can click on the sound and see every single influencer that made a TikTok to that sound. And you can just scroll through and just like see who you like, right. like the best and look right. at their stats. Do they have yeah. consistent engagement? Search similar music. And yeah, totally. Who's ranking. That's yeah, that, that's, that's easy. Probably. I mean, yeah, no, that, that's a great point. Like you yeah. could even do, you know, a huge, if you're doing hip hop, like type in Migos, who, right. who did Migos recently. Right. And actually that that's a good angle. And, and, you know, I used to do the same thing. Like, yeah, like I said, just like, what's that? what's that thing that you have in common or what's that point that you can tie back? Like you can say like, Hey, I'm so-and-so I saw you like, uh, you know, did a TikTok to Migos. Like I do this and this and this in the hip hop space. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd love to talk about blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think like definitely like people that have done similar sounds in the past is a pretty good idea. Yeah. I like totally. That. One, um, is everybody, is your music automatically on TikTok? Pardon my ignorance here. But it no, no, it's not an ignorant question. How do, you, how do you get it on there? I think DistroKid and TuneCore, from what I know, are the only two that are officially distributing to them. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, and then and there's and a then handful like of other distributors and stuff. Yeah, but, you know. but it's getting complicated with uh, the licensing with majors right now mm-hmm. because a lot of them, um, I think their their licensing deals with musically expired, and now that TikTok's blowing up, they're like, trying okay, re- wait, they we want to renegotiate. Yeah, 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 they're yeah, trying to re up. Makes sense. Get a get a fresh bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah fresh it baguette. Makes sense. <laughs> so, so it really just boils down to like the advice for our listeners, and it's just like look into your individual distributor and see if they're pushing it out, and maybe reach out to the support rep at your distributor if you're not seeing your music on TikTok. And yeah press him to put it on yeah it's similar from what i know TuneCore, core cd baby and distro kid but yeah, yeah i mean if you're unsure just reach out i yeah. mean we go through there's a handful of others who, who goes to tiktok yeah. but who is it caroline oh caroline oh dude hell yeah, yeah. Uh, jacqueline Sanders is like one of my close friends oh really yeah awesome yeah <laughs> that's, that's tight yeah we work out like we like work out together all the time really yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah <laughs> that's dope i haven't met her yet because she's in la and i'm here and we yeah. just started working with them in the past years so, she's super but, cool yeah, yeah i hang out with like, like her and like matt Salmon and all them all the time nice nice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. my right. homies she's um, a big eqt supporter though so i appreciate it you know eqt supporter so i appreciate it um all right Everybody's always out here looking for the shortcuts, the growth hacks. There are no shortcuts in life, but growth hacks do exist. The lottery. Yeah. <laughs> there's that. There's that. There's that. Outside of the lottery, what are what are some um how can you accelerate growth and visibility on the platform? I mean, we already spoke about but that, like liking other relevant content because then that yeah. builds relevance and you can then get dis- distribution yeah. and exposure there. I mean, like for Hashtag, sure. Yeah. What, what's the what's the growth hacks? But. Yeah. There, there's been some uh, some tricks that I've seen. I mean, like hopping on trending hashtags. Yeah. That are on the platform, which like you can see on the homepage. Just hopping on stuff like that. Hopping on. So does that work on TikTok? Because I know on Instagram that used to work really well. Now it well, doesn't work as well anymore because they throttled people putting in hashtags and, and pictures. It seems. So that's where TikTok is right now. 
Okay. You know what I mean? So I think eventually it might get to a point where it's throttling, mm-hmm. but right now, right now, like hopping on hashtags, uh, hopping on popular sounds, um, consistency, quality content. Like it's weird. It, it definitely makes a difference. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the two big things are just like trending hashtags and like trending sounds, just hopping on stuff like that. Cause it just like, it recognizes a familiar sort of like data point in it. And I, right. I, I assume that it's like, oh, it recognizes like a popular data point. So it's going to mm-hmm. suggest you up kind of in the algorithm. Right. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. What else, bro? What else? Uh, yo, try not to get jam, that yo. easy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, 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 dude. Hold on. <laughs> I wasn't finished. <laughs> no. Um, man, I mean, just consistency, like quality content, understanding the the trends of the platform, um, knowing how to like best express your voice. And honestly, like I've only been experimenting with it for a little bit personally, but I've one of the quickest videos to get like 100 views so far has been an idea that hasn't been done before. And again, the, but but listen, the, the only reason, I mean, collabs, that's an obvious one, yeah, you sure. know, doing collabs. Um, I mean, I, I suppose the amount of engagement you get within the first like 10 minutes. I mean, like there's basic video algorithm practices that are yeah. true across any platform, like exactly. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. It's always going to look at retention rate. It's always going to look at the amount of people engaging in the first like 10 minutes to an hour. Um, retention rate's the biggest one. Like if hypothetically a thousand people watch my TikTok all the way through, it's going to get recommended to like probably 20,000 more people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just for listeners too, that's because all these platforms make money by keeping money, pe- keeping people on the platform. And if they know that they're going to show your content to other people and because it has a high retention rate, it's likely to keep people on the platform. It's now, they have like a vested interest in showing your content to other people because yeah. it's likely to retain them on the platform. Yeah. I mean, even on our flight house pages, like we have uploads that are like 30 seconds long and have like a 40 second retention rate just because people are watching an additional wow. uh, 10 seconds. That's wild. Damn, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's great. That's yeah. crazy. Good for you, man. Yeah. That's dope. One, bro, one bro thing I've heard <laughs> is uh, if you actually like repost, like I know somebody that has had, the vid- had a video, he literally posted it, didn't take off, took it down, reposted the same video. Did it like over five times, and then on the like sixth or seventh time, the video finally caught on, and now it's one of his like most successful videos. Really, and has ten thousand plus views. Wow. What? Yeah. That, that's weird. I mean, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, it's funny because, like, yeah, I guess like people can look at me as like the TikTok expert, but also a part of it was just like, you know, it's yeah. like timing, it's experimentation, right? Um, I would, it's a I lot mean, of experimentation, you know what I mean? So, like, there's no... I mean, and you, I know you prefaced sure. it with, like, the there's no, like, growth hack or yeah, exactly. there's no, like, easy hack, but just I think any platform is all about consistency, quality, and... Um, I mean, I think those are those are, those are are the two main things. Yeah. Just, like, mm-hmm. are you going to do once a day? Like, because if you do something for once a day and you constantly get better and better and better, like, chances are within three months you'll figure out a hit. Right. In right. my opinion, on TikTok. Like, totally. just do it once a day. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um... Nice. Who's your favorite? Who who are your favorite influencers on TikTok or other pages or shit you think people should check out? Yeah, Ben of the Week, Hope Schwing, uh, Hope Schwing, Schwing, Schwing. I think it's S S. Let me look it up. Hold on, I was just talking to her. Um, I was just talking. I was just. I was just. I was just talking to her. Hope Schwing. Super funny, Ben of the Week. Uh, S-C-H-W-I-N-G. Cool. She's super cool. 
Uh, ben of the Week, Adam Tyler, uh, Joshua Sadowski. Yeah. What do you, what, 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 if you try and think about it and you could pick one person and go specific or you can think thematically across them, but what do you think they do a good job at that makes them stand I out? I think they're well? just like talented, you know, and they're just right. like authentically themselves. And I think that's like a cool sort of like breed that TikTok is creating is like just these kids that are just like quick on their feet and funny and like talented and original. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's super cool to see. You know, and they're, 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 yeah, they're just original. Yeah. And I think, I think that's something that like we try and stand for as a brand. Like, I mean, the pillars of our brand is like originality, authenticity, uh, mobile. Like I, I, I started talking about this today actually. Um, but you know, we were just saying that there's so many brands that are like, oh, you know, we're a, we're a Gen Z media brand. Like we're the number one platform for Gen Z. And I was like, I mean, you know, I think it's kind of weird calling, like being forward facing about calling your audience Gen Z. So I was like, let's, let's do, let's do something else. Let's call it, let's call our audience the mobile generation, mm-hmm. you know, cause ultimately like all of our content's meant to be consumed on your phone. Right. Like even if you go to our YouTube channel, uh, it's all vertical video and mm-hmm. it actually does pretty well off of our YouTube channel and it's like gaining its own little momentum. Um, but yeah, it's all, I don't even know if we have really an interest to be like, like a, a long form TV style thing. I think we're just trying to like capture people's attention mobily. Right. Um, and that's what TikTok is. Like TikTok is something you watch on your phone, right. you know? And there's like this, have you guys heard of that startup Quibi? No. No. So they raised like $2 billion. Um, and the guy that started the company is the guy that made DreamWorks and Awesomeness TV. And he's basically creating like a, a mobile first Netflix competitor. Mm. So it's only meant to be watched on your phone. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And for someone that made DreamWorks and Awesomeness TV to have the foresight of this, I think yeah. is like a little bit of an indication. Right. So right. I think that's where we're yeah, at right now is sure. that like media is having a shift right now, especially with TikTok where it's like YouTube, you kind of watch on like your laptop and maybe yeah. it's on an HDMI or maybe it's like landscape on your phone. But they I think YouTube now a lot TV of shows now. So yeah, I think now a lot of content should like Quibi. It's, it's like literally, you know, two a three to 10 minute episode or three, three to 10 minute long episodes. And the production quality is like 50 to a hundred thousand dollars a minute on right. some of these things. That's like wild. game of Thrones, quality content, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten, like five, seven minute long episodes. That's super interesting. It's crazy. That's super and like TMZ is going to do a show with them. I know Netflix is already doing shows where the, where the episodes will be like 10 minutes already, you know, smart, so shorter, shorter content. You know, I've seen it go there already, but shorter and mobile that's like super interesting yeah i mean you see uh even like spotify and lots of times if they're doing music video promo and playlists like you'll see certain playlists even like rap caviar that will like place a music video they require that you have a vertical video that has some level of differentiation yeah. aside from the regular uh, original music video you can't just like recut the music video for vertical yeah and i think it, that is building this creative constraint so that people can really start to explore this like vertical format, which is really just, it goes directly in tandem with how consumers are starting to use the platform and like consume media. So it's exciting. It makes it's a lot like, of sense. Yeah, no, no, you get what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, like oh, a, sure. it's like an overall like media consumption pattern. Yeah. Like it's just a shift and I mean, yeah. it's almost kind of a shift in our like psychological, yeah. Yeah. you know, way of thinking as like a, a newer generation comes up. Yeah. yeah. It's I mean, weird. The consumers, yeah, the consumers are there. I think now it's, it's the media producers following 
the social media platforms because the social media platforms are essentially like content created by the community for the community. Mm-hmm. And then you have these like media companies which are like created by the man for the community. Mm-hmm. But they're they're starting to see that like people are engaging more with this shorter form vertical first content. That's yeah. how people are using their phones. So yeah, it's really exciting. In that totally. same vein, can you talk a little bit about your kind of vision for Flight House? I know you guys have really, I mean really well positioned as far as the the media footprint and audience size that you've already kind of built on TikTok. But I mean, what's kind of the vision there? I think there's a huge opportunity. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, you know, it it was funny because I I, I thought about this today. Like, um, you know, if you were to ask me what I thought it was going to be in the beginning, I mean, I'd probably say something along the same lines. Like, you know, we always kind of throw around this term of like, oh, the MTV of tomorrow or like MTV for the new generation. And Mm -hmm. that's like always what we've kind of seen it as. But what that means in execution, it means so many different things. You know what I mean? Like, so, and it was kind of validating because even today I was like on Instagram and I saw this um, Instagram story of this like startup founder and she had been running a company for like three, four years. And Mm -hmm. I've just seen her put out articles on the company every single year. And it's like, oh, this company's doing this. This company's doing this. This company's doing this. And it seems like now she's sort of hitting a successful stride. Yeah. And it was just validating to see like, okay, cool. Like it's as a startup, it's okay to not have it figured out from the beginning. Like you set out to be like, we're going to be MTV of the next generation and you produce, uh, you know, content on YouTube and which what we did and it doesn't really work. And then we're like, all right, let's try and go back to our roots. We're on TikTok. So why not try to start there? And, you know, now it's finally working. So I think the future is really just to understand on a cultural level, mobile content for young adults the, in the best way possible right. for like decades to come, mm. you know, and just, and, and I got asked this question the other day and someone was like, how do you, like, that's great that you're having success now, but how do you keep it young? And I was like, well, you can just hire young, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have- That's what labels do. Yeah, you know, and we have, like, even t- some TikTokers that are working at our company. Yeah. And if we can just continually source ideas from them and the generation that's coming up and empower those people, which I understand that labels do, but I still think there's some kind of- Ego can always kind of block that sometimes at the very, very top. And I think as long as you eliminate that a little bit, I think there's a really good shot at staying relevant if you empower young people Mm -hmm. to do their thing. And just keeping people around you that are smarter than you, you know? Totally. Yeah. Because I think about that too. I'm like, you know, like, yeah, it's cool like being young right now, but then like one day I'm going to be like 40, like 50. So it's like, how do I maintain? (laughs) Yeah, you know, I I don't, like I don't want to leave what I've done whenever that occurs and not have like, left it you know in like really in a really good system and like yeah. have you guys ever read good to great yeah no but you've that's read literally it on my list yeah that's you should read it's it's list. a like Jim very Collins, tra- right yeah it's a very yeah. traditional book but it's got some good lessons and like mm-hmm. one of the you know lessons of level five leadership i think is like you know being able to leave a company and because you know oftentimes there's some leaders where it's like they they build the company in a way where it can't run unless they're there right which you know, from a pride standpoint is a cool thing. It's like, oh, you know, you know, this company can't run unless like um, they're running it. So but inefficient. Yeah, it's very inefficient. <laughs> it's very inefficient because if something were to happen to you, the company, you know, the company's dust. And so I think as long as you just kind of think about like how to best serve others, you know, and kind of keep that mentality, I think uh, it's, yeah, I agree, it's a good way to, yeah. you know, not not get it too funneled. And plus from a Damn. leadership standpoint too, yeah. to build on that, and I think it's a great yeah. point, is the notion of like, you should constantly be like firing yourself from your current responsibilities so you can be focusing on creating more leverage for your business. Yeah. There's the notion of working like in the business versus on the business. In the business, you're literally kind of like the conductor 
inside the machine, manning the machine, operating the machine. But then there's on the business is like working on the machine as a, as a whole, as a whole. And really separating mm. yourself. So no, think, you're, you're, you're right about that. Yeah. Dude. Like even last night I was like sending out emails at like two in the morning and I was like, you know, and, and the only reason I was, do, I was doing it was because like my friends were doing homework and I was like, just, all right, like I need something to do. So I'll just like send yeah. out some emails. And I was like, I mean, I can realistically delegate this. Like, yeah, I, yeah. it's not the best use of my time. Then do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I was like, wrote it down on my to-do list, delegated it this morning, nice. got done. Yeah, yeah I was man. like, that's just the job of like being a leader is knowing how to delegate. For sure. Um, I also think in some yeah. situations, there's work waiting for you. You don't even know that's there if you don't delegate, right? Facts. So like for you, you delegated to this, you know, whoever it was, and then there could be something that comes in that now you can give your full attention to. Yeah, or just reading articles, being on right, TikTok, right? Listening to music, like right, it, something it, that could even even sometimes just like delegating to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just to no, get dude, some altitude on things. No, you know? you're right. I'm and I'm and it. You know, I don't ever. It, it's a weird thing to say because I never want to be the dude that's like that like sees himself as like an artist or like, Oh, but I need my creative space. But like, I mean, realistically it's like if I'm delegating all of my work and I'm really just my, my time is spent, like you're saying, working on the business, seeing how things are running, taking meetings. Sometimes I'll literally just step outside for like 10 minutes and just listen to music. Right. And and I'll go back in and be like, all right, new perspective on stuff, about stuff. And you know, it's just part of the job, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely, yeah. Just working smarter, not harder. For sure. It's a key, it's a key part. Um, love that. Love that. So critical. Yeah. Don't what do you think that. is a key in becoming a young entrepreneur like yourself? I mean, you obviously said that you had to lie for your age a couple of times. Um, there could be some hidden lessons in there, yeah. you know, or some of the things that you learned, um, just running a business yourself so far as a, as a young person for people who are, you know, you know, people are listening to this that are like 14 right now and can, you know, could be trying to do PR like you did, or mm-hmm. even people that are like 27 and just getting their career started. Yeah. What, do you, what are some, some lessons you think you've learned? I mean, I think as like a human in general, like we all kind of have an intuition. So it's like, you kind of just have to listen to that intuition and just like not fear what that intuition is saying, mm. you know? And I think that's the key is like, cause advice to everyone's going to be so different because everyone's different. Everyone grows up different. Everyone has different things that they want, but there's, there's that intuition inside of us where it's like telling you that you got to do something. And I don't know, it's going to be different for everybody. Like I I could tell someone lie about your age and it could not work. So it's like, (laughs) it's not going to work for everybody, but there's that intuition. And as long as you're like intuitive and I'm not even, I'm not even going to cap and say that like, I don't have fear, but because I mean, everybody has a little bit of it. It's like right. a human thing, but just overcoming it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's a hard thing to do, but you just got to do it. So, right. Yeah. Just follow your, follow your gut. That. Um, one last question from my perspective. I think, uh, do you think people should quickly move to get on TikTok? From my perspective, it's like if you're an early mover on a platform that's picking up tons of steam and only continuing to grow and even though the average age of the platform is very young right now, it will likely continue to get older. Like, do you think people should stop fucking around and like start creating <laughs> content on TikTok right now? Yeah, totally. No, I mean, I mean, stop I, fucking I, yeah, around. Stop, just a funny, stop, funny funny stop fucking around. Start putting shit on start, TikTok. Yeah, yeah. On TikTok. <laughs> stop fucking around. I just didn't think. I just didn't think I would hear that. Sentence. Yeah, right. No, no. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, yeah. it's real. Um, it's real. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think if it's on brand with what you want to do, like 100%, go for it. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the platform is just like so new right now. And for a lot of artists, like, I mean, I've seen artists make TikToks and tour off of making a TikTok account. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, it converts into real engagement. Yeah. Um, 
it might not be right for everybody. Like we were talking to like Travis Scott earlier and people like that, or, you know, if you're an artist that like maybe has a more serious brand, but even yeah. then, like, I don't know. I, I, I think as serious of an artist as you are, you can always show a lighthearted side to who you are. Um, Somebody's I, gonna fuck it up. I think in a good way. Yeah. I think I think I think you know we're having these conversations right now about which artists would fit and which ones don't. And at some point, I think there will be an artist that doesn't fit, quote unquote. That's gonna work. Crushes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, totally. It's gonna work like super. That'll be well. interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. To see. I mean, because it's interesting. That. You know, people are always saying like, "Oh, you know, TikTok's the new Instagram. TikTok's the new YouTube." I mean, it's hard to really say it's the next anything because it's like instagram is such a status based uh platform status yeah. status in terms of what you're up to right right it's like this is what i did today like that's yeah, what instagram yeah. is yeah tiktok's more of like uh check out this amazing creative diy piece i did right right and then youtube's kind of the same thing just long form yeah um so i'd almost kind of think it's sim- more similar to youtube because youtube is more entertainment driven not mm-hmm. so much like status driven right uh instagram is more comparable to like Facebook, of course, I mean, but they're owned by the same company. But I would say when Instagram was coming up, that was more of a Facebook competitor. I think now that TikTok is coming up, I, you could argue it's more of a YouTube competitor, mm-hmm. right. I would say, just from an attention standpoint, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even the way we talk about TikTok, we say views. Yeah. So there are views on Instagram, too. Yeah. But people just But not a lot. It's videos. I mean, videos. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, for sure. Like, it's more of a feed, but literally everything on TikTok is video. Right, you know? right, exactly, exactly. Everything on YouTube is video. So exactly. you're right. It's probably more comparable to YouTube. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, Jacob, thank you so much for coming yeah, on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. The TikTok OG. TikTok That's OG. <laughs> well, thank you very Since much, Since 2017. Bro. <laughs> where, where can people find more about you online? Oh, uh, Instagram.com slash I'm Jacob Pace. Uh, you can look me up. Also, Twitter. I'm Jacob Pace. TikTok. I'm Jacob Pace. TikTok. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Flighthouse. There it is. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, man. Cool. Until Thanks next so much, time. Guys. Appreciate See you it. on TikTok, bro. Later. Ding. Goddamn. Ding. Goddamn. Ding. Goddamn. Go ahead, Jacob, boy. I knew he was going to kill it, man. Jacob done killed the game. I knew game. he was going to kill it. That was an incredible episode. Yeah, I think was. Jacob, uh, super smart. TikTok super valuable platform. Um, one of my big takeaways is really just being an avid consumer on the platform, starting to learn and, and really just understand what's performing well, searching relevant hashtags, seeing who's already trending upon the, the topics or genres or niches that we're in. <coughs> Beyond that, I think it's, uh, to me, it's fascinating. To the extent that you can be early on a platform and as a platform continues to grow, you grow with it is fascinating to me. I think in business, you're always trying to time the market right. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about being too early. Like, but at the same, and then there's definitely something to be said about being late. So I think now to me seems like a great time to, to start getting active on TikTok. And I think Jacob did a great job at really helping break down what to be conscious of and how to really jump into the platform. Right, right. And Jacob's done really well for himself off TikTok. You know, it's something, it's a platform that people should really pay attention to now. People can build careers off TikTok, you know. The clock um, is ticking. The clock is ticking. Tick. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Jacob Jacob is just super smart, not only as a, as a you know, an, an avid consumer of, of TikTok and of, you know, selling influencer space on TikTok, but also just as a businessman, you know. Um, so Young it's hustler. definitely great to have him on. Um, I just want to take a shout out before the episode ends. To bands in town for being so great to us uh since we started recording in here a couple months ago we were 
record out of their space every single time. It's a super fucking cool wallpaper behind us. Literally right before I came here, I told an intern to put some stuff on Bands in Town for me. I use it all the time. Um, great tool for marketing your shows. Super grateful. Super grateful. So, also super grateful for all y'all. Thank all you of y'all. for your continued support. Uh, you know where we'll be next week. Back in your ears. Exactly. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>